Welcome to today's episode where we are talking with Leah, Leah, Leonera. See, and I screwed it up anyways. <laughs> and I'm your host, Tina Adams, for the Walking With You in Life, Faith, and Business podcast. And I've recently got connected with Leah. And one of the things I'm really enjoying about getting to know her is she has a desire for the behind the scenes, for people to see the real stuff that goes on behind the scenes so they don't have a misconception of what it takes to build a business, to achieve your goals, to live your dreams. And so having her here to me is really special because being able to have someone share their story where they sought out a place that shares their allows people to share their story is real important. Most people, when they come onto a podcast, they just want to share what they do in business and how they do it. And, and for the sake of getting more clients and all of those things, but Leia is so genuine and she just has this, like, you can just feel her energy come through the screen that she just so passionately wants to share her story because she knows it will help at least one person. It will encourage and inspire and empower them. And so having her here to share her story, I'm so, so grateful. Um, Leah, thank you so much for being here. You're, you're, you're welcome. Always, always a great time. Um, why don't you go ahead and share a little bit to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, who you serve, and then we're going to jump into your story. Sure. So I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'll share my crazy schedule as we go along. So I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm based in New Zealand. I've been based here for almost three years now. And I originally started, I actually have an HR background. I finished a psychology degree and then went into industrial HR for six years, then jumped into the online world. Um, that was three years ago. Prior to the pandemic, three years ago, the online world, the digital world is not as competitive as we think it is today. So since I was very, very busy with my papers, migrating to New Zealand and then getting married and all other things, you know, starting a family, um, starting to get, I mean, getting married, I was so busy that I just needed a less stressful kind of job. And that's where it led me to going to freelance because at that time, I just recently left my job and, it's, and it doesn't make sense if I go jump in another company and then I knew that it would just be, you know, months left before I'd be leaving. So I instead went ahead and enrolled myself in a course for the skills that I'd be needing because I literally had zero skills of everything that I'm doing right now. So I honored what I did not know, which was kind of hurtful for a person that um, who's been very competitive in the corporate industry and then eventually admitting to yourself, oh my gosh, I don't know this. So that's my pride and they're kicking in. But anyway, I, I've gone over the lid. Um, and then when I moved here, I still kept my, um, I still kept being a digital uh, marketer, but then I was doing another um, job for my New Zealand requirements. So 
after my residency got approved, that's when my husband and I decided to get pregnant. And that's when I started absolutely. So what happened exactly was that I had to register myself in New Zealand as a business. It was not something I was initially thinking or contemplating towards off, but it came out of a necessity. I didn't have the confidence at all. And I've always said this, that one of the, I know that my unique selling point in adding that to my service layer is partnership because that's how I got here. And it was greatly because of my husband. You, all, you only need that one single person who would encourage you, who would tell you things that needed and necessary, but with the end goal of for, for, for things to get better, for things obviously to to be beneficial for you. And that's my husband for me. So when I started Absolutely, I didn't even have a name for it. And I thought of like, because I've been doing SEO, I know for a fact that if you put your name out there SEO wise, that would be greatly beneficial for you because they would just have to search your name. Okay, like Leia, all oh, this is what this person does. But then I came, but then I realized that since I started in 2019, honoring what I did not know, and then I had I landed a client who I still work with for now, um, and offer my services to that um, that client greatly helped me. That I also want to help other people through my story. That everything is possible. That you are capable, and then you can make things possible. And that's actually the message that I would want my name my brand name to be known of and I was thinking but I still want to have my you know my name incorporated in it and that's what that's how I ended absolutely for some reason my name here is pronounced as Lee so might as well stand up for it <laughs> so that's 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 where that's how absolutely with a different spelling um came about and then when I got pregnant I didn't have any energy um you know to grow things up so i was moving things way slowly but for some reason i think motherhood gives you that kick of motivation um so four months after i um i relaunched absolutely and things became pretty quick since then months ago months ago i just you know, every time my baby would sleep, that's when I create the content for Absolutely. And that's when that's also the time that I'd be responding to my clients for things that I can navigate through my phone. And then there was even a time, and I, 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 know, I know for sure that there are other online mompreneurs who could, um, you know, relate to this. When you're having a meeting, either you have your baby on your side or you'd be praying like, please just make my baby sleep. <laughs> um, I know I, I know there are online mompreneurs who could relate to that and um, yeah it's 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 been crazy um, I think that's that's what what's I I think why it's um very rewarding to me it's because I'm self I, I'm self-taught so until now I still actually study so I read books, I, I watch um, videos, I ask people who I think who can help me with my concerns. 
um, because there's no way for me to be able to, you know, get things done quickly with my baby around. And I have to play around with um, her schedule. So I wake up at 3 a.m. and then finish work as much as possible by 7 or 8. And then the rest of the day, work on things that I can navigate through my phone. And then another day comes. So, um, yeah, that's pretty hectic. I know it sounds hectic, but it is what it is. So I want to kind of go backwards a little bit about just kind of in the very beginning, right? You're talking about leaving one place, coming to a new place and getting started in this business. And so before the business even came about, I'd love for you to share, like, what is it that brought you, first of all, to New Zealand and where you came from and, and what that was like for you? Because a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't move. I can't you know, I don't want to move. I don't want to do these things, but I have to because life and circumstances, and maybe you can share something that helped you in going through such a big transition from one place to another with then COVID happening and then not having a job. And what is it that first of all, was the biggest foundational piece for supporting you to get through that before you decided to move. But then like, what was that journey like for you? Two things, one exciting. And then the other thing, it's frightening. So my fiance then was based here in New Zealand. And then when we were about to get married, that's when I had to move um, here in New Zealand. But if you ask me whether the business part was already, I was already contemplating on it when I moved here, not really, because I had a different priority back then. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on how was it with me moving, with transitioning from one place to another, it's frightening at the same, I had in, at the same time I had insecurities because I'm from the Philippines and then the I would say the online um the online market in the Philippines is way different here in New Zealand. I had to learn the ropes. I had to do my own market research. I had to I had to ask people. I had to join a network here in New Zealand just so I, I just so I'd be able to have the appreciation on how it is here. Like what are their pricing points? How do they how do they get along with clients here? Because it's way different with how I was so used to, especially coming from the Philippines, where um, being being aggressive was not something not well not aggressive sorry for the term but being assertive is not something that's very the idea of it is not welcome very much as compared mm-hmm. to other places in the world. So that was, that was my first um, difficult transition, I would say, because it translates a lot about my confidence. So I had to, I had to expose myself, literally. I had to expose myself physically to people, talking, getting the accent. So I'd be able to get, the way of life and how it is here. And so I'd be able to translate that in the way I'd be able to deal with my clients virtually, which eventually did. And I, I love and- that you talk about that confidence piece because a lot of times 
even if you're just within the same country and you move, there's a shift in your confidence levels a lot of times because you're not around people you know, you don't have a community anymore, you don't have that natural support system around you. And it can really impact your ability to stay strong in your confidence level, just in everyday things like running your own household and doing the day-to-day things to care for your family, because there's so much you have to learn about a new place, not to mention bringing in, it's a whole nother culture So learning that whole aspect of it so that you can feel like you can thrive in that space. And then, you know, you talked about the fear and you talked about the having the one person. And so one of the things I I hope people get from this is no matter what we do, anytime we're going to shift or change something, there is a level of fear and that's normal. And if you don't have a level of fear of any kind, you might want to rethink (laughs) what's going on because I know there's people out there that are adrenaline junkies and all that kind of stuff, but there's still some level of, there's a fear can be very healthy at certain levels, because it helps us learn what we need, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. Um, It helps give us a perspective of what we need to learn and where we need to grow. And so I love that. I, I really, I really like that you were saying also that you are a learner, right? You had to learn everything new to do this business while moving to a new country and getting married and having a baby and and like there's all these ands and a lot of people might say well I never had to do that I never had to move to a place like that I've always had my family around me I've always had all these things but within that one thing I feel like a lot of people don't have and this has just been my experience over the years is they don't have that one person that supports them. And when you don't have that one person that supports you, I would encourage you to do what Leah did. She went out into her community because she had the one person that supported her. She had her husband, right? You have him. And you knew you needed more in a support system. And so you went out and you found that support system, you found people, you learned about your space, you figured all that out. And so I just encourage people to do the same thing to, if you don't feel that you have a support system, that you don't have that one person that supports you, I would encourage you to get out into your area around other like-minded people. You will find the support there and that will help boost the confidence level in yourself and in running your business. I agree because most of the time it's just us overthinking, but not really doing. So we have to get it on the ground. And um, yeah, that, that's, that, that really helped me a lot, especially on understanding the language. Well, that for me is the most important part because I know it's heavily tied up with our culture here. And I was still learning at the time. And there, are, there were quite some sensitivities that I wasn't aware of. 
And um, that also translated into the manner I converse with um, my clients. And it was also because of that community that I found, uh, that I joined in, where I had the confidence to really niche down. I know that, you know, when you're starting, you don't, when you're starting a business, it's very difficult for you to niche down just because maybe you'd be missing this opportunity and you needed this opportunity. You needed these opportunities, but maybe you could be missing that opportunity. So I can't niche down yet. It's difficult, but if you ask the right person who will give you the perspective on where you're going or where you're heading to, that really will help you. And that helped me. Niching down really helped me. Because initially I was, you know, offering like this. I was offering this service. I was offering, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that too. Yeah, I can do that. But then I realized as I was doing that, I was basically not thinking of my value as a service provider. So when my husband and I were talking, um, my husband was telling to me, you know, to think of the things that was really generating income and the things that I was, the things that I do best at. So I had to focus on that. And it was also the same thing that I was seeing in the community. Um, so yeah, um, those were, that for me was the, I was, th this is actually what I was thinking. One big transition at a time. So that's what I was, even until now, like one big transition at a time, because I can't do a lot of things. I need help. And I'm the kind of person where I learn best when I have the time to process it. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had to pace things up. But back then I wasn't like that. I was such a multitasker, but it's different when you're an online entrepreneur, because when you're an online entrepreneur, most of the time you're doing it, you're still with most of the time you're figuring things out just by yourself. Of course, with the help of other people coming in with ideas and with you asking for help. But most of the time, especially when I was still starting, it was just, it was just me and my ideas. It was just me and the learnings that I've learned all throughout working with clients. So that also was hard, actually, if, if I was to look back on it, um, simply because I didn't know whether or not I have the it, whether or not I have, whether or not I could make it. I'm, again, I'm new in New Zealand. And then I get to see this other online entrepreneurs who have been in this business for five years and then they started subcontracting. And then I, I'm here still trying to figure out how do I even begin? Where do I even start? Do I have to build a name? Do I have to get a domain first? You know, those are the things that I was listing through. But then... Um, it's good to always have that support system. If you don't have that one person, you know, find a community, find a group of people, as you said, like-minded people who can definitely help you navigate through your goal. 
And I think one key thing that you mentioned in all of that was that comparing, right? When we get into business for ourselves, we start comparing ourselves to where we're start from where we're starting to where other people are two, five, eight years down the road from us. And we go, oh, well, they're in the same industry. I'm not needed. Or do I really have what it takes to do anything in this space to help people? And so I love that you chose to keep going and figure out where you fit. Because a lot of times people will give up on themselves because they get stuck in comparing themselves to others. And honestly, even if 10 people do the same thing, everyone has their own story, their own reason why they're doing what they're doing, their own way they live life and their own values. And, and you could find, you can bring in a hundred people and there's no way that all of them would choose the same person. You have 10 professionals, you have a hundred people coming in and all 10 of them will attract their, the own kind of people who align with them based on their personality, the way they talk, the way they do things. Some people will be put off by people just because of the sound of their voice. Or like me, I use my hands all the time when I talk and people, some people would be like, (laughs) I can't deal with that. I'm like, that's okay. It's okay. Because there's always going to be someone else out there who's going to work for you. Yes. And if I, if I could share this also to your audience, because Mm -hmm. this is also, this actually resolved at the time, my comparing um, attitude with, you know, other online entrepreneurs, Um, my client. Um, shared one time that if you're doing the same thing with the other entrepreneurs you don't (laughs) do not think of it as like oh we're both in the same boat Um, probably I I I, probably I you know offer less or probably offer more just so I could be different but the thing is even if you're doing the same thing that person is not as passionate as you are at how you do things and in what you do that actually helped me a lot um, resolving my me comparing with you know other entrepreneurs because um, it's true. Um, even if you know I offer this service, if I offer this SEO service, if I offer this podcast management service, this mm-hmm. recruitment, this HR service, no one does it in the way that I add quality and service layer to it. Well, as you said, um, we attract you know, um, the kind of people that we are. So we all have that um, client. We all have that base that we have. Not necessarily all, not necessary, not necessarily for other people or for us, but we have that one for us. So just keep going. That's really what, it's difficult to keep going, most especially when things aren't great. And I've had my moments, I've had my moments where I find myself really discouraged and ask, I'll have this existential dilemmas on whether or not could I make it and whether or not could I, um, am I able to move forward with uh, this client or am I able to meet the standard um, that this client was asking? But then I'd always go back to the reason why we both started the partnership with and that's what that's what I consider my 
um, USP is um, really partnership. And if you come over to my website, I've, I've mentioned that a couple of times um, because that's what greatly helped me. And that's how I found my confidence in doing business. I appreciate you sharing all of that. I think it's so important to also recognize that um, besides business, there's all the other things that are going on. And earlier you mentioned that you get up at 3 a.m. And oh, so yeah. <laughs> crazy 3 a.m. Just a little bit. Um, one of the things we hear all the time is I don't have the time, I'm too tired, all the all the excuses to not, instead of shifting that into shifting these into a reason to. And I think it's so important that we look at our families and go, they are the they're the reason why we actually start businesses most often. We want to help provide for our families. We want to run a business. We have an expertise we want to share with the world, or we learned a new a skill so that we can serve others and help provide for our families. And then we get into this space of being a solopreneur. We're the only one. We don't have a brick and mortar location where we have all these different departments and everyone in every department does their thing. We have one business. We are it. And not only do we have to share our expertise with our clients, we then become the marketing department, the advertising oh department. <laughs> we are the finance department. We are the PR department. We're the technical department. We're the web <laughs> developers. We're the people don't realize that these are all the things, you know, the social media and the content. Like we, we don't take time to take inventory of our responsibilities because we got into business to make, a, to generate revenue, to provide income for our family. And then we say, well, I'm too tired. I can't get up at three in the morning in order to work before my kids get up because I have to stay up so late for blah, 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 whatever the reasons. And I understand I, we've raised five kids. We've, you know, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life, mm. even outside of working other jobs. And there's a piece where there's a moment where you decide, am I willing to do this? Right? You ask yourself, am I willing to get up at 3 a.m. <laughs> to do these things? And so I'd love for you to share with us what it was like for you coming to like, what is it that got you to the decision that I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. so I can get most of my work done by seven so everything else can get done on my phone around all of the crazy schedule, around all these other things? And, and not only what brought you to that decision, also what fuels that internal motivation to keep doing it? So let's go back first to, um, I, I'd like to start off with what's the internal motivation. I think it's easier if I address yeah. it that way. Um, well, financially, I, I'd be very honest with that. I, 
I dislike the feeling that I'm not able to provide. Well, I'm not a provider, but what I meant is I dislike the feeling that I'm not able to help um, financially. I, I, I didn't like that. I, it's, it's, it's such a displeasure for me that, you know, I, I know that, you know, being a mother is great and I enjoy my time that I get to stay at home. I get to earn. I enjoy that. I get to see the milestones of my babies for my baby first because I didn't, we didn't enroll her to a kindy or a daycare. But as a person, I needed that probably because that's that's what my orientation was when I was in the corporate world. Um, I was such an achiever when I was working in the corporate. And largely of it was because I had a goal back then to be able to buy a house for my mom. Um, and I needed that revenue for me to be able to buy that house for my mom. And I was so used to that feeling that when it was taken away from me because I had to give birth, I had to, well, I, I became a mother. It was, I was happy being a mother, but then when my baby is asleep, that's when my mind goes, what am I going to do with my time that, that when I'm idle after I do the household chores? And then you get to see the things that are possible for you to experience as a family. But then these are the things that we have to live within our means. And I know that I can help because I had this back then when I wasn't, you know, relaunching absolutely yet. I had that idle time and I had all these ideas. I just don't know whether or not it could fit in in my schedule. So that's the internal motivator for me, really financially, because I wanted us as a family to experience more. I mean, I'm grateful for where we are. I'm grateful for what we have. But as a mother, and I mean, as a wife and a mother, I'd love for us to experience things, not necessarily, you know, on a daily basis, but for us to be traveling or be going to places or be it simply going out there. And obviously that needed some financing. And also with my husband's influence, um, I wanted for our investment portfolio to grow. But I couldn't do, I, I wanted to be part of it, but I couldn't because I wasn't earning as big as before when I wasn't pregnant yet. So that was, those were my two goals um, in relation to, you know, being financially motivated. And then um, on to why I decided to wake up early. Back then, I would have to deliver service to my clients by working at night so that's when my husband would come home cook dinner and everything else is settled so my husband could take care of the baby while I do my stuff that's at night but when my baby hit around six or seven months and that's when she started cruising that's a whole new level of parenting that by the time that it's at night, I'm so tired. <laughs> I couldn't, mm -hmm. I would just end up opening my laptop, opening the computer, and then spend 10 to 15 minutes in my eyes, even with a coffee on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had to doze off. I, 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 ha I dozed off for a few minutes, but then 
it ended up I woke up in the morning already. So <laughs> I, I told my I, I said to myself, you know what? I have to I have to adjust. I have to I I initially didn't really want to work. This is a fact. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't want to wake up early to 3 a.m. because I I wanna wanna wake up at six or seven, you know, the 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 healthier ones, I'd say. But then those are that's the only time that things are within my control because my baby is asleep. So I have that such huge window time that I'm able to do a lot of things, even quite a few of household chores, but really most of my client work that I don't have to worry with what I have committed to them after 7 or after 8 a.m. because I've done the important things at least for them to be able to um, navigate um, their business too. And so that's how I ended up with it. That's the only time that thing that I have things um within my control. So that's that's really it for that's really it for me, I think. You know, when, so when your baby you starts go to bed at night. So um that's around eight or nine. And so when when you're saying this, one of the things that stuck out to me was you had to choose to adjust, right? An adjustment had to be made. And one of the things I think we don't see enough of are what adjustments happen behind the scenes so people can keep doing what they're doing and they can keep growing. And, you know, we hear, oh yeah, I get up at three in the morning, go to bed at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. I get all this work done in this four hour time period and people will go, yeah, that's great for you. I can't do that right? I can't do that. And so what I encourage people to do is you have to look at your lifestyle. You have to look at how your family functions, how your household functions. I used to only work at night and most of my family doesn't even know this, (laughs) but I would, after they, after everybody was asleep, I would spend two to three, two to four hours at night working. Mm-hmm. Everybody, so that's what, like around late 10, late night to... Yeah, so like 10 to two in the... 10 at night till two in the morning, mm-hmm. I would sit down and work. I would go to bed, get up with my family, get everybody off to school, do all the things, clean the house, do, do all that stuff, volunteer, run the errands, take a nap during the day to get some <laughs> more sleep. And then I would do it all again. Everybody would go to bed and I would work for about two to four hours a night. Yes, there were things that I did during the day, but my day was no longer consumed by what I had to get done for my business. One of the things I think people like us (laughs) who have this drive to like, we love being parents, yet there's a part of us that isn't fulfilled because we're not helping provide or we're not doing a business. We're not doing something of that capacity. And there's nothing wrong with people who are fulfilled by that. It's just not everybody is. We all have our own things in life that we are fulfilled by. And when we look at how much we have going on in our lives, I don't know about, I'm really curious to hear about you 
on this is, and a lot of people will say, oh my gosh, that's me too, is I get more done the more I have, the more I'm responsible for. So the more things I have going on around me, and this is something I used to say, I don't say it anymore, but this is something I used to say is the more things I have to do, the more I get accomplished. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And, and what I find is it holds us accountable to deadlines. Yes. Oh Be- my gosh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's that type A personality where we, when we don't have a lot of time and you were talking about idle time earlier, what am I going to do with my time when my baby's sleeping? And I don't have all these things to do. Instead of us thinking, oh, I'll pick up a hobby or find fulfillment in a hobby. We don't find fulfillment in a hobby because most times hobbies cost us money and mm-hmm. that's away from our family. And so we would rather invest in a business so that it can bring something back to our family. And so it's, it's one of those things where we're like, what am I, what am I going to do? Idle hands, not a good thing, right? We don't mm. want to be idle and not have anything going on. And I used, I used to have a half a sheet of paper every single night, (laughs) right out to the minute, my entire day, the next day, I knew what what time I showered, when my kids got up, when they ate breakfast, when we left the house, when I made it to the post office, when I made it back to the school, when I went to the grocery store, I had a half sheet of paper, sometimes front and back. And it was my entire day. Nowadays, there's no way I would be able to function like that. But because I had four kids, I had a business that I was running at the time, my husband, our household, all the things, that was the only way I could keep things straight in my head. And as our parenting responsibilities change, as our roles in our marriage shift a little bit, as all of these things happen, we have to make adjustments. And so when you talk about making that adjustment so that you can get the most out of yourself for your clients and still give the best of yourself to your family, I think that's one of those things we have to be willing. We have to know what we are and are not willing to do, to let go of, to shift, to change in our world. And so I'd like for you to share maybe a couple of other areas where you've had to make a shift like that. You know, granted, now you get up at three in the morning, but Mm -hmm. what other adjustments have you recognized over the past few years that you had to make in order to be able to not only serve your clients well and serve your family well, but to honor yourself, to take care of yourself and all of that? Oh my gosh, I was just about to, because you, you, you use the word honor and I just had that, you know, I, I just had that idea in my head. Well, it's not an idea because it's something that I've been doing. So I have to admit that in doing all of these things, it starts to just become a routine. Mm -hmm. And it's true that we get to this certain level in our marriage. We get to this certain level in our family where I'd end up telling to my husband, oh my gosh, it's, it's been a while since we've done this, be it like just having dinner with just us together or, you know, having coffee with conversations not involving our daughter, but conversations of something else. And that's when I would, that's when I start to think that I've been burned out. 
I just didn't know that I was. And that's something that not a lot of people, especially, you know, online, uh, I mean, for those people who are running their business at home, especially, that's, that's something that we know that we are, but it, but not fully acknowledged to it. So I read this because I'm reading um, a book about manifestations um, to keep myself sane with all the things that's been very hectic recently. And I came across this um, step that says, honor where you are so you'd be able to honor your future self tomorrow. And recently I've been, for some reason, well, it's not something usual for me, but this is, I think, in my three years um, as running, as being a freelancer and running my business. I think this has been my busiest December so far, the busiest holiday month I've had so far. Um, Congratulations on that, first of all. That's <laughs> very busy, exciting. Right? <laughs> This is this is the first um, December, I think. Yes, I was saying that I've been very busy, and then I'd wake up in the morning that I have to pull up myself. I I I I lacked that excitement with what I had in the weeks ago, probably because I had a lot of things in my plate, and I started to think, was I taking on too much? Mm-hmm. But I don't think I was because I'm enjoying it. I had this adrenaline that whenever I get to close a deal, I wanted to get another deal. And a huge part of that excitement, it's because as I, as I shared earlier, I'm self-taught. So that's a huge reward for me that making it possible because it is possible. In terms of adjusting, thinking of whether or not to adjust, I'd always go back to that honoring where you are. So I always find time for myself, be it 10 minutes, 30 minutes. And I tell my husband, just give me this time. Just please give me this time. I just needed this, that I'm just all by myself, thinking of nothing and just relaxing. And that even is difficult. Most especially if like for me, I'm used to thinking, sprinting from one idea to another doing from one doing this to another con- consistently so pausing for me is difficult because i felt i i feel like with all the things that's happening i don't deserve to pause mm-hmm. yeah so, I get that. <laughs> that's difficult for me and every time i'd go up every time i'd end up realizing that I always get to, I'd always be confronted of, why do I end up thinking like that? And it's because of the internal motivator that I have, finances, because I was thinking, I'm not earning as much as my husband. I'm not earning as much as I'd like to. Well, not yet. Um, And then my husband would tell me that he's a provider and we are okay we're not even, I mean, we are okay, mm-hmm. but if that's your 100%, it doesn't matter of how much it is because it's your 100%. And, you know, those are the kind of moments that I needed to hear, especially when I needed to 
think of how to transition or how to adjust my circumstance from being very busy. How do I navigate this to make sure that everything gets accomplished? That for me really helps because it's a matter of perspective. And I'd always go back to honoring where I am. So I'd always, I always make sure that when it's my husband's day off, I'd always go out and jog because I get creative when I walk and when I'm one with nature. So I needed that. I needed that breather. And that's how I would honor myself um, by giving self-love. Um, and then also, if when my baby's okay, when she's in the mood, that's also when I find time to really exercise. Not because, well, of course, of getting fit, but mostly of what it does after so that's 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 how i honor my presence so that i'd be able to serve my clients well well not just my clients especially my husband and my family i think it's so great to recognize that you you pointed out a couple of things that i want to touch on wrapping up on this but you mentioned that you told your husband, I need this time. Please just give me 30 minutes. And what I don't think people realize is that's setting a healthy boundary. And when you have healthy boundaries in a relationship, it actually helps improve the relationship. It does. And so not only are you taking care of yourself and honoring yourself, but you're also respecting him and setting a boundary that keeps instances from happening where you know one he's not going to bother you because you asked for the time so you're not going to have interruptions so you're not worrying about interruptions he knows you're taking your time to do what you need to do so he already has the expectation that if something comes up you know I'm taking care of the baby I'm taking care of all the things so he's already present there that eliminates so many arguments and so many challenges that people have and so that's amazing. And I love that you do that for yourself. The other thing you mentioned was you believed at one point you don't deserve to pause. And so many of us feel that I can't stop. I can't be idle because then that tells other people that I'm not doing everything that I can, that I don't have a right to slow down and stop like everybody else in the world has that right and will encourage other people to do that. Yet it is sometimes challenging for us to do for ourselves because we get too in our heads and think, what are other people thinking of me? Mm. When other people are probably thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so glad they find she finally took a break because she needs it, right? And, and yeah. so we have to remember that we are our own best advocate or our own um, biggest obstacle. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today. I do want to share that you have, um, a free offer. It's any way you guys want to get connected with Leah, her stuff is all going to be in the description of this episode. And you can also download her free recruitment advice sheet. And it does have um, some great information and, and easy tips and, and things that are in there for you that I think if you're listening to this episode, go ahead and grab it. 
Um, and I will say one of the things, cause I have worked with people in such a different time zone. One of the things I loved about working with someone in such a different time zone is I would message and say, here's what I need. And then by the time I wake up the next day, it's done because they're up when I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that works for me. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about working with someone in such a drastically different time zone. I think it's like an 18 hour difference. And so I had someone that I worked with um, in Australia at one point. And so I would message and say, okay, here's what I need. And then by the time I woke up the next day, because that would be my end of day. So here's everything I've done today. Here's, here's what I need from you today. Then at the end of their day, they would message back and be like, okay, here's everything I did. Here's questions I have for you. And so it was a continuous circle of constant activity as opposed True. to working with people in your own time zone. Yes, it's convenient to be able to ask a quick question and do those kinds of things. But what I learned and what it did for me is it held me accountable for things that I can do on my own. <laughs> Questions I realized I really didn't need to ask. Conversations I really didn't need to have. And so I could utilize their expertise better mm -hmm. and utilize my time better. And it was a... I, I really enjoy working with people. I, my very first assistant lives in the next town over for me. And so it was, I loved having her in the same time zone. We, we scheduled all of our stuff and there's also a benefit to working with someone 18 hours away. So if you're in the States or, you know, if you're on this side of the world versus <laughs> the world, that, that time change, um, and depending on your need and how much you, you work one-on-one -on -one with that person, um, it can be a real benefit to keeping things moving forward, working with someone in such a different time zone. True. I agree. It works, so. it works well with me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story and being willing to um, just be transparent and share some of the things that you've gone through. I really, I know this will really inspire and encourage many people. Pleasure. Always. Um, I, I'd love to, you know, I, I'd love to share um, for things that I've learned through this journey. So I'm also very happy to have um, your podcast with, you know, what you, what you'd like your audience to learn. And it's actually something that's not a lot of people um, you know, uh, hear about. So it, it's very authentic. It's very real. And it's kind of the story of how everyone starts because we all have that starting point. So thank you. Thank you as well. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, take care and thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.